Welcome to Drinks and a Show, a podcast about musicals hosted by me, Cassie. To stay up to date with what's going on with the show, just follow at Drink Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I also have a Spotify playlist where I've included all my favorite songs from the shows I've done episodes on. So if you want to listen to that really cool musical playlist, the link for that is in the episode description and also in the bio of the social media profiles through the link tree. Today I'm doing a new kind of episode. You'll see that it's called Off Topic. This is where I do smaller shows which I can't really find that much information on but I still really want to talk about them. Most likely to be Off-Broadway, Off-West End. That's where the name Off Topic comes from. I thought it was a bit punny. Let me know if you like it in the reviews when you give me five stars and say you do love it. We have returning guest Amber. We'll see if she likes any of these four musicals I'm throwing at her way. Hey, Amber, welcome back to Drinks at a Show. Hi, thanks for having me back. That's okay. How's it going? How's lockdown for you? You know, it's pretty pretty standard now. And um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this one's any different. I can still work and, you know, I just feel like my life's adapted to this now. <laughs> <laughs> so since we last had you on the show, we had seen Hamilton. What were your thoughts on Hamilton? I mean, other than the fact that I watched like three bootleg copies and the Disney Plus one, I uh, I loved the actual in-person play. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really liked it. I thought the Australian cast did a really good job um, making it individual as well as, you know, going along with what Hamilton is from the American stage play. Was there what you expected exceed expectations? I mean, it's tricky because we've seen it all on Disney Plus. You yeah. Know, it's seen 4K. It was tricky being what I realized. <laughs> How can I say in real life? I've seen it 4K. <laughs> I, well, well, what I realized is we've seen it in the close up. So I'd noticed a lot more because you've seen the whole page all at once, the whole yeah. stage, sorry, all at once. But um, yeah, there's some things I'm like, oh, I don't get to see you know, King George spitting at me as much because it's not zoomed in, but I bet you he's still doing it. Yeah. Watching everything obviously from one spot in the play, not multiple camera camera angles and, yeah, I really liked it. Any other musicals tickled your fancy? Um, You know what? The I've been driving on the freeway a lot and seeing the new Moulin Rouge signs. So that kind of tickles my fancy, I think, because I like the movie. Yeah. You know, so... Hopefully the play's, you know, same story and just as good, right? The yeah. cast album's out. So the, what's, Ele- Elephant Love Medley? Is that what it's called? Oh, elephant yeah. Elephant Song? Love, elephant Song or Elephant, no, it's Elephant Love Medley. Ele- elef- is it Elephant Medley maybe? Elephant Medley. It's definitely, yeah. it's, you know what, those two words are definitely in it, but I think yeah. there's more words. Yeah. Well, that um in the... Broadway one that's been released they've done with updated songs in it so it's like some of the old ones and then the updated ones I don't know how I feel about anyone other than Ewan McGregor singing those songs to me (laughs) so today I'm doing little known musicals to me for all I know these are really well known (laughs) by other people (laughs) and they love it um so little that I can't even find slime tutorials on them 
So, yeah, I was, like, interested in some of them and, like, wanted to know what they're about. So in line with the reason I did this podcast was just an excuse to talk about musicals and make someone listen. Uh, first one, Emoji Land. What are your thoughts that come to your head hearing about a musical called Emoji Land? Um, you know that movie, Emoji? Is there a movie the Emoji, emoji? movie? That's, yeah. That is exactly the only thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> they do mention on their website – no, not the movie. This is different. <laughs> so um, it was, it's got characters like princess, construction worker, man in business suit levitating. That's a character. That's literally the character's name. So when they're addressing him, they're like, hi, man in business suit levitating and stuff like that. Hey, princess. Hey, construction worker. Stuff like that. Does that pique your interest? You're like, whoa, I can't wait to see this. No. <laughs> Did you, do you want me to lie? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> then I'll tell you about it and see if that changes your mind. Okay. So I already told you how I was able to do my research. They, The writers of the show, Keith Harrison and Laura Shine, Sheen, um wrote a detail of every song that's on the cast album now available on itunes um (laughs) wherever you get music from these days so they came up with the idea in 2014 when um the big announcement of emojis were like hey we're no longer going to be on the international keyboard you can just click this button and now it's going to be part of like your normal every iphone thing so that's where people get their musical ideas Updates. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess it's better than remaking stuff. Yeah. Well, wait till we get to some of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, then over the next five years, they gradually um, added stories, created songs, built it up to be the emoji land that we now know and love. <laughs> so in you 20- now know and love. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no. The songs are pretty good. Um. It's like one that you can listen to. It's like a concept album. If you And like with Hamilton, you listen from the start to the end, you can get an idea of what it's about. I reckon this mm-hmm. was like that as well because I guess that's my only option with knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it made its way to Off-Broadway in January 2020 and closed a couple of months later, I think due to COVID. I don't think. What be is Off-Broadway? So they're like the smaller theatres. Okay, so it's not a Broadway production, but it's still big enough that it's a play that you pay for and go see. Yeah, so all of these ones were in Off-Broadway, so they wouldn't be nominated for Tonys because they're Off-Broadway, not eligible. Yeah. Let's get into it, what it's about. Um, Do you have any ideas of what you think it could be about? Other than emojis? No. No. You can't be like, all right, there's a businessman that's levitating. What could his storyline be? Is he in love with Nerdface? Nope. Other than the fact that you have said there is a construction worker, so I'm thinking they're lovers. With floating businessman? You got a better better thought? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Clearly construction worker is dating police officer. We all know that. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> poop emoji. Yeah, well, poop emoji's in there too. <laughs> so, opening number is it's so it's just so great to be alive, and we have information desk person 
telling us that there's going to be a software update and everyone in emoji land is so excited to hear about this. We have smiling face with smiling eyes, also known as smize, uh, moving forward so it's easier, and smiling face with sunglasses, aka sunny, have been an item since 1.0. So we got our first love connection. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a princess who's there who has a guard as well. Man in business suit levitating is asking for money. She gives it to him. She's a huge bitch, by the way. We don't really like her, I don't think. Um, <laughs> construction worker, police officer together. We know that. And the message throughout the song, everyone's happy. It's just so great to be alive. But then it's brought down by Skull, who's saying it's not actually great to be alive. Classic Skull. And the emojis are looking forward to the new update. Some excited and then some are kind of scared about what new emojis might appear from this new update. So that's how they obviously get their new characters. Yeah. Okay. So Sad on the Inside is a song sung by Smize. Because she's always smiling, she can never actually tell anyone how sad she is. And it says she self-medicates by smelling the pink hibiscus emoji. So I don't know if that's meant to get her high. But <laughs> I've learned something, and it's that that flower is a hibiscus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pink flower emoji. No, 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 you're wrong. There's a song called Princess is a Bitch and Princess is singing it and everyone's saying that she's a bitch and she goes, yeah, I am, and she's very happy about it. She's so excited for what's going to come for Princess 5.0 because the new update is the fifth one. I can't remember if I mentioned that. We have Progress Bar where everyone is coming together, kind of like a New Year's party and you're doing a countdown but they're counting up to 100% for the new update. And... It's guest starring face with rolling eyes. So that's just a character who stops by. I like that character. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, one of the new emojis that appears is Nerd Face, who sings the song Zeros and Ones, and he's very existential knowing that everything and everyone around him is just zeros and ones. And Smize is there too. And then we kind of feel some kind of crushing between those two characters. Now imagine Smize has a boyfriend. Yeah, dating Sunny. With Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We we have Cross My Bones. So before this song, Sunny had bullied Nerd Face and Smize had left with Sunny. So kind of your classic hey nerd and she's like shut up and then leaves with him anyway I guess it's so nerd face is kind of being portrayed as the underdog yes okay so skull tells nerd face that he is the one emoji that he has been waiting for because skull longs for deletion and reckons nerd face's knowledge of the binary code can help him do that so not so subtle uh, suicidal undertones. Um, there's a new emoji in town, the prince. The song is called New Crown in Town. Princess hates him already. The power struggle, doesn't want to share the crown 
and man in business suit levitating decides to unite prince and princess by saying, hey, who knows, the next emoji update could have a king or a queen. Maybe we should do something to stop it. And they're like, yeah, we totally should. What's your plan? And his plan is to build a firewall to stop the future updates. So they need construction worker to build it for them. And the song Work Together is just a character establishing song to see um, construction worker police officer really in love. So that definitely doesn't mean something's going to happen to their relationship, I'm sure. (laughs) Then we have the song Stand For. Construction worker is refusing to build the firewall because she doesn't think it's right to block any future updates. And Princess goes to the police officer, hey, it's the law. You better make her build that wall. And police officer is now torn. This is her life partner, but she's also given her life to duty and enforcing the law. So by the end of it, she decides to enforce the law. The Act One ending song, Nerd Face has made a little virus for Skull to... Skull? A-O. Um, <laughs> to do the self-deletion. But guess what? That doesn't end up being Skull's plan. Skull's going to release the virus and now that the firewall's up I guess that the virus can't get out and gets everyone else to die and nerd face is like "Uh uh-oh he's the clinical mastermind what can I say I kind of like him Skull's your favorite so far Skull's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) I'll send pictures of what the characters look like because you're probably wondering are they just wearing giant pac-man foam costumes because that's what I was thinking I didn't even think of that. I've been thinking this was a movie this whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what they look like on stage. Oh, they just look normal. Yeah. I mean, I guess most of them are, you know, just like emojis that are playing people. Yeah. Except for the poo lady. So now when we do act two, you can imagine them as being actual people just in costumes. Yeah, yeah, actually that's much better than actual emojis just moving around in my head. Yeah. <laughs> what I, was I was literally picturing a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so act two, we have the firewall ball and a fi- the firewall has been built and so Princess and Prince are celebrating by bringing everyone to celebrate. The wall went up, so we're getting down is a line that they say. Uh, next song is called Pile of Poo, and we have found out that Sunny has been cheating on Smize with Kissy Face. I definitely thought Smize was going to be the bad one in that relationship. Mm. <laughs> nah, Sunny is. Sunny's a dick. So Pile of Poo makes Smize feel better by singing that song. Uh, next song. <laughs> it's called Virus, and it, which close to home with COVID, remember, created before it. Yeah. I was going to say, very COVID-19 undertones as well. Literally <laughs> that whole song where they're like, guys, you've got to be careful or else the virus is going to spread. If you've got symptoms, make sure you're not giving it to anyone else. Ahead of its time in January 2020. <laughs> First person to get it is construction worker. And how they get, like, symptoms is they just start talking like this. I don't know what they're doing on stage, but that's how they sound. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, information desk person announces that the virus has infected the phone and may cause deletion if everyone gets like the virus. And while she's making that announcement, she starts getting symptoms of the virus. And thinking it was brought in by the new emojis, Princess asks for, not us, she demands that the prince gets locked up and put away into jail. And then the guardman goes, hey, guys, before we go levitating to conclusions, it's actually a joke they say. (laughs) He said he overheard Nerdface the night before talking about how he created a virus to kill Skull, but instead Skull is going to spread it. But I didn't think to tell you guys because it sounds ridiculous. And the princess is like, you're right, that sounds really dumb. Now lock the prince up. (laughs) So Smize is heading to their house with Sunny to pick up stuff from their breakup. And we hear that Sunny has the virus too. And he goes like, no, get away from me. And he uses his last moments to tell him that he's actually been cheating on her with Kissy Face since the 3.0 update. And he's sorry. (laughs) Wow, take that. Yeah. (laughs) He's sorry. He doesn't know why he did it. And then Smize was like, maybe we just weren't compatible. And then he's like, quick, get away. I'm I'm dying, which I think at that Mm. point it's too late. Um, Sad song alert. Uh, a song called A Thousand More Words. A uh, construction worker is dying of the virus in police officer's arm and they share a heartbreaking goodbye. And while doing this, construction worker gives the police officer the encryption key to the firewall. And then police officer is left there in shock after the construction worker disappears in a flash of light. And that's her dying how did they do that on stage <sighs> flash of light <laughs> black <laughs> and then the lights are back up <laughs> then we have the song anyway so smize and Nerdface finally reunite and this is when Nerdface confesses to creating the virus and smize starts beginning to freeze and crash so Nerdface is sad about the fact that there is no antidote to the virus which he created so he should actually have the antidote and then smize is talking some sense to nerd face encouraging him that hey there's still time you can still be the hero and save the day and then moments before smize is deleted they kiss Ooh. there you go the villain arc you wanted from her <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> then we have start again. So at some point, I guess, police officer gave Nerdface the encryption key and he is now in the phone system settings panel and what he's going to do is a factory reset and Skull shows up to fight him and is like, why do you want to go back? Everyone judges you by your name, by what you look like, like how you said how Nerdface fell straight into the nerd trope and got bullied by Sonny. Mm-hmm. And that's just because of how he looked and how he's created. And why he's the only one that can make a virus. Yeah. A nerd. <laughs> and then Nerd says, okay, I know I understand that you don't like that, but you should give the choice to other people if they do want to live like that because love is what matters. 
and that's a big thing. And eventually he convinces Skull that it isn't fair to push these deaths on other people and then they both start getting the virus and work together to push the reset button while they're like freezing and crashing. And then we start off on a beautiful day and it's the reprise of the first song. And so it's after the factory reset, so everyone's memory is wiped. So they don't even remember before like the firewall or the update. This is just like a, oh, hey, I'm Smize. Are you Sunny? Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. So it's just a wiping the slate clean. Sunny and Kissy end up winding up together anyway from the get-go. Uh, Princess accepts the existence of Prince. Uh, police officer and sorry, they've put it as Popo and Kowo in here. Police officer and construction worker rekindle their love. Smize and Nerdface get together and even man in business suit levitating and pile of poo have a little moment with each other. And that's Emoji Land. That sounds like nothing I would ever choose to watch. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> but the songs are pretty catchy. I will say I don't know if I would ever want to pay too much money to see it, but the songs are pretty cool. like a $30 ticket to yeah. see it. I probably still would spend $30. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Emoji Land, not successful. Now let's go on to Triassic Park. Park this one I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Park ends with a Q. We all know the story of Jurassic Park. I actually don't really. I don't think I've watched the oh. thing in full. Okay, I'll run you down. Let me school you for a second. Yeah, all right. Park with they, all right, so old man finds out a way to remake dinosaurs with the DNA that's in fossils, right, and in amber, like trapped in mosquitoes and stuff. Applies this and recreates dinosaurs and then goes, I'm going to make an amusement park. Also, he makes all these dinosaurs female so they can't reproduce. But dinosaur DNA, to make it, they mixed it with, like, amphibians and reptiles, blah, 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 and commonly like certain breeds of reptiles can change sex in an environment that needs it so some frogs can go oh there's too many i'm the only female frog and everything else is man i'll change to a man or there's all these female frogs i'm going to make myself a man and so that they can reproduce so that's how you know biology works for those creatures and this happens at the park and then you find out that all the reptiles are breeding and reptiles get out there's someone that's trying to espionage and sell the data and how they did it to external companies and he creates a factory reset essentially shuts down all the power for 10 seconds but it doesn't come back on and then all the dinosaurs escape and the people in the park have to try and get out and then by the end of it all the animals are just living wild on the island that they were made because you can't really control nature life finds a way as um jeff goldblum said Jeff Goldblum said. So uh, that's Jurassic Park for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know that this is pretty much the same story. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, from the point of view of the dinosaurs, though. Okay. So I didn't realise how similar it literally was because I explain all that. <laughs> I even say Jeff Goldblum <laughs> says this. <laughs> wow that's really funny 
So um, this one, how I heard about it, someone mentioned in passing on a podcast I listened to. They're like, oh, I'm currently listening to the Triassic Park album. It's Jurassic Park from the point of view of the um, dinosaurs where they're all girls but due to nature, uh, one of them eventually turns into a man and it's really funny. Chaos ensues. And I'm like, okay, I'll add that one into it. And all I could find was the songs, which don't really help me to figure out what it was. But lucky for me, the script is completely available online. So I just scanned through that. So that's where a lot of this information's from. But okay. you've you've given away most of the story, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. I'm a fan. It's so funny that I included the sex part of it, like that it changed. Yeah. It's like not relevant to the story at all, but it's like a point. It's a point of information to know. Realistically, someone's trying to sell the data, and the car park shuts down, and all the animals get out. And <laughs> like, I could have summed it up with that. So sorry, no, I took your thunder. No, I like that you said that because now when I say it, you'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well aware of that and so with the listeners. <laughs> um, the script was kind of funny to read. They had little like jokes within it. So like listing the scene, so like scene to Redactyl, the Prologosaur and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know, for all I know, all scripts are like that. Uh, and this was off Broadway in 2012, so pretty old, coming up to 10 years. So in this one, I like that I've written apparently at the start of the first movie, there's a video where it says old dinosaurs in the park are female so they wouldn't breed, which we know that. And Jeff Goldblum tells them life uh, finds a way because I watched the video. <laughs> oh, he's a good-looking man. <laughs> And since it is reported, allegedly, I didn't do any research, that frogs are the amphibians that change over because they said here they made it nine parts dinosaur, one part frog. So that part of the frog is what makes them turn into a male so they can breed. Yeah, but unintentionally. Yeah. It was an accident that they could do that, yeah. But life finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, like that. Uh, There's also a character called Morgan Freeman. So the actor playing it just does a Morgan Freeman impression. He's the narrator, but they've got him as the wise janitor. I don't know where he is, what he's cleaning at all. So you've got some Bruce Almighty vibes in there as well. Yeah. So we have all the actors. So I might interchange the genders of these people because in my mind I'm like, oh, no, that sounds like that character should be a man. But I've got to remember they are all females, okay? Okay. All of them, they praise the lab like it's a god. Every time the lab gives them food, they're really excited. Uh, You have besties, T-Rex 1, T-Rex 2. Moving forward, I might just refer to them as 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, two is the one that starts to grow a dick in slow motion as it says on the script don't know how they do that <laughs> what the budget is um, we have a bunch of velociraptors there's a velociraptor of faith innocence and science moving forward I'll just call them faith innocence and science as opposed to velociraptor mm-hmm. uh, the one of science got banished for heresy 
were going against what the lab saying, I guess, bad shit about them that they're not real or something. And Faith says that they've seen an animal grow a dick before. Um, the lab's going to take T-Rex 2 away and they just won't see her again. And then one is like, Innocence, can you go find science and get science to help us? And But don't tell Faith. And then Innocence tells Faith saying, hey, they want me to do this. And Faith goes, don't do it. There's a reason that person's banished, well, that dinosaur's banished. But curiosity gets a better of innocence and they go over a fence. Um, so the whole, a lot of faith in science talk and themes in this one. Okay. After finding science who tells innocence why she was banished, he was banished. He knows what's going on with T-Rex too because he saw a book of human anatomy and was able to read it because, you know, it's science, Velociraptor. And then we cut over to T-Rex 2 who is now experiencing a dick fix and this is a song about just being really horny and now just wants to fuck everyone. He's got an itch right near his dick that he wants to scratch. In an unexpected twist, T-Rex 2 manages to seduce innocence. Okay, okay. But then while this has happened, T-Rex 1 finds them and T-Rex 1 had a bouquet of flowers and was like ready to give herself to her best friend and then gets mad because two is with another person so she starts going on a rampage and then innocence tries to get help from faith but after finding out that he did go see science she tries to banish him but innocence no longer really cares about what faith has to say innocence's faith is gone and then science returns to the tribe so science comes back, I guess, hearing what's going on, goes, okay, there's someone with a dick around here. I'll come on in. Has a little face-off with Faith, but they're interrupted by T-Rex 1, who's having the big rampage, and T-Rex 1 slashes 2 across the neck. So I guess that's how sharp their claws are. You go Swinny Todd style. <laughs> and then T-Rex 2 fights back with that happening. And then there starts being some gunshots coming from the lab. T-Rex 1 drops to the floor. T-Rex 2 holds 1 and is sad, saying that her life has no meaning. His life has no meaning without T-Rex 1 in it. And then while holding um, his friend in his arms, he's like starts to grab at his own neck because that's been pouring of blood and then passes out. So Innocence decides to go get help. I guess these gunshots weren't from the lab. <laughs> they were just from, I guess, guards on the <laughs> island. <laughs> so now Innocence goes, hey, maybe we should go to the lab to get help. <laughs> then coming along is Faith and Science and they're at the gate and as the gate starts to open, gunshots come out of it. And now Faith is losing faith in the labs. Like, why would they do this to me? I love them. <laughs> and then at this point, science gains faith in community 
been like, well, look how much we're all willing to work together to try and help each other. I have gained faith, not in the lab, just faith in general. Um, And then these two, so faith and science, decide to hold hands and take the gunfire, like really strong kind of way. But then (laughs) T-Rex 2 appears and goes Dom style from Fast and the Furious and goes, yeah, (laughs) he goes, don't you touch my family and runs towards the gunshots. And then we hear off stage humans being eviscerated. Then Innocence starts to touch her fupa. For those who don't know, that's fat upper pussy area. So pregnant. I I didn't know. (laughs) You know what a fupa was? I've always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea, but I didn't know what the words were. I just yeah, because obviously like big bellies. (laughs) So it's like touching her belly. And then we find out, I think, this is what I think I got. No, I think it's right. We find out that Faith and Science are actually Innocence's mum and dad. So he wasn't made in a lab. So it turns out Science was the one who grew a dick and then banged uh, Faith okay. and they had Innocence. Uh. Um. Huh. But also faith and science have now just been shot because they took a whole lot of gunshots before (laughs) and they end up dying, parting some nice words to innocence and they turn into ghosts and go off stage. How that happens, I don't know. I'll have to go see it if it ever comes here. And then T-Rex 2 now gives innocence a new name. Uh, The new name is now Velociraptor of Motherhood and... She is now the leader of the tribe. And then T-Rex 1 comes back, isn't dead after killing all those people. I think they said they were shot 80 times but didn't hit any vital organs. So that was great. (laughs) And says sorry to T-Rex 2 and is happy if T-Rex 2 would like to be with her. And he said yes, but only as a friend because I'm a father now. But don't worry, motherhood says we will raise this child together and they become a thruple and do a three-way kiss on stage. And that's Triassic Park. Um, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible in a play. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a big fan. Like, I was so ready to love it and I don't know how they would do that on stage I don't know what kind of costumes they're wearing and I don't want to know (laughs) some of the jokes in it was pretty funny Uh, I think at the end Morgan Freeman ends up being a dinosaur too they lost me at the thruple kiss yeah I could take a lot of shit (laughs) storylines I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park I would have made it work (laughs) So it's a no-go on Emoji Land and a no-go on Triassic Park. I definitely found Triassic Park funnier, mostly because of the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, yeah, it's very camp. It's It's a a hard no from me, dog. Okay, next one. Now we've heard of Hamilton, which I think arguably – 
Some people might say it puts him in a too good of light and he did some bad things. But how about a musical about a US president where it's hard to look over the fact that he got impeached? So we have Clinton the musical. <laughs> okay, I think I could like this one. I yeah. think too soon. But uh, there better be some ball sucking references. <laughs> You can cut that. Well, there is. uh, (laughs) This um, was in 2013. It was off West End and then off Broadway in 2015. And according to the Wikipedia, Perth even had it in 2016. So it's international. Um, Who doesn't want to watch a play about Clinton? Yeah. These songs are really catchy as well. Um, so you don't need to know too much about the Clinton presidency. I feel like we're all old enough to remember. Well, not remember. We'll three (laughs) and like not alive when he first started. Um, but we remember the main thing of Monica Lewinsky and I did not have sexual relations, but we start off before he's president, like just before he's about to be elected. We have Hillary, uh, which for those who don't know is Bill Clinton's wife, and we have her husband, William Jefferson Clinton, who actually has two personalities. So he's got two actors playing him on stage. One is WJ and then the other one is known as Billy. So WJ is the professional one, wants to make a difference, wants to give universal health care. Billy wants to fuck everyone and everything and Hillary (laughs) is the only one who can see these two different personalities okay this sounds promising yeah yeah sounds good yeah so it starts us off in the 90s Hillary helped uh, Bill win the 92 election and because WJ wants to be a serious successful president uh, what he's going to do is try and put like Billy on like the back burner, not focus on his wants or anything like that. And Billy says his plan is to get some tail. (laughs) Is that a direct quote? (laughs) Yeah, this is just copied and pasted from the wiki that I put in my own words. (laughs) A few days after being inaugurated, we have the white water scandal, which I remember listening to a whole podcast about the Clintons and stuff like that. And when white water came up, like, Completely forgotten what it's about. I've got a little summary. They got accused for doing dodgy fraud for trying to gain money back of a bad investment they did. However, they were never found guilty. If anything, they were found victims also of their close friend who was guilty of committing fraud. Because this friend, they went into business, they brought a block of land which was meant to be um, a development for a whole bunch of properties. However, it was just on land that you couldn't build. And Mm. so... The guy who they went into business with said, hey, no upfront costs, guys. Don't have to worry about it. I've got this mortgage. We'll just start contributing to that. And then meanwhile, this guy tries to get other mortgages to pay for this and they reckon that they're involved somehow. So they hired an independent um, person to investigate, Kenneth Starr, which this is all like in real life. And then in the show, Kenneth Starr has his own song called A Star Is Born and he doesn't actually care about the American people or the white water scandal. He just wants to be famous, which I don't I don't know how realistic. Maybe that's what he was like in real life. 
once again, not alive. It doesn't um, know their audience because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hillary becomes increasingly worried that Billy is going to cheat on her, but WJ reassures her that he'll control Billy. There's this song, I think it's called Lie to You, and he uses like the specific words, I will not cheat on you during this presidency. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to do it. She goes, huh? Like, why are you being so specific? But then at the same time we see Billy is seducing White House intern Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. So I guess they're probably on stage at the same time. And then to make Hillary feel better, WJ gets her to write the country's new health care plan. And then we have Republican Newt Gingrich. And he's so mad because he's a Republican, so he doesn't like um, anyone getting free health care. And so he works with Ken Starr to try and rally the other Republicans to take control of the Congress majority. Uh, We have Monica's song as well in between this and a line in it goes, I'm fucking the fucking president. Oh, yeah. And there's a line in it that says, I know this may not be smart, but it's something I can't suppress because you put a mark on my heart and on my dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, I like that they've included that. <laughs> yeah. Catchy song. Yeah, they had to. <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> so when WJ finds out that Billy's been banging um, Monica Lewinsky, it starts an argument and Hillary, Hillary finds out about their fight and explains to them that the public likes it better when politicians work together. So maybe she doesn't know that they're fighting over that. Yeah, maybe she doesn't know that they're fighting over Monica, just knows they're fighting and gets them to work together. And WJ confronts Newt and convinces him to pass Hillary's health care bill and then the Clintons are re-elected in the presidential election of 1996. But this time, Billy is the only one who takes the oath of office, which means he is now ignoring everything WJ wants, so putting him on the back burner. And it's going to start the next presidency all on his own actions. So that's Act 1 of Clinton the Musical. Okay. All right. I like these better than the last two. Yeah. Having said that, the bar's real low, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So second term, Billy celebrates in the Oval Office while we see Linda Tripps is secretly collecting evidence of his affair with Monica. Um, when her evidence becomes public, Billy tells the people that I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Since he is the president, he has to give a State of Union address, but he keeps putting in sexual innuendos when he's writing the speech um, and just ends up getting Hillary to write it. But Billy gets given all the credit. WJ, who's been abandoned by Billy, I don't know really what he's doing. He's reflecting on all the things he wanted to accomplish in his second term. Monica, who has now been abandoned by Billy, I guess all these rumors came out and said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. She's been abandoned and looks back on how confident he made her feel during their affair. Hillary gets angry at both of them for the things that they're doing behind her back. I don't know what WJ's doing behind her back, but she's mad at him, I guess. 
Uh, she still loves him, but she decides she can't handle the stress and decides that she's going to divorce Bill. All of them, both Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kenneth and Newt are looting, looting, leading the movement to impeach and remove Billy from office. And there's a song called Sexual Relations, and it's them singing, explaining what a sexual relation is. Is it how it's squeezing someone's ass? It's sucking someone's dick? It's stuff like that. That's just a whole <laughs> song. Um, Hillary gets visited by a vision of Eleanor Roosevelt, who convinces her to stay with Bill. But she also misinterprets this and goes, oh, what a great idea. I'm going to run for president. <laughs> then Bill realizes that his legacy is no longer going to be on the great work that he has done. It's going to be on this affair. And they, Billy and WJ stop fighting. They forgive each other. They apologize to Hillary. And the three decide that the only way to make sure Billy remains in office is to reveal to the world that William Jefferson Clinton is in fact two people. And Newt is hesitant to forgive the Clintons but is forced to when WJ reveals that Newt's having an affair with Callista Bisek. So in this version of the story, the Senate votes to keep Billy in the office and Hillary announces her 2008 candidacy. Candidacy. Yes, candidacy. <laughs> For president, and that's Clinton the musical. Okay. I uh, liked Act One. Act Two kind of lacked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, more likely would see it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'd see it. If, if you go to me, I got a ticket, 20 bucks. Do you want to go see Clinton? I'd say. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> All right. But the songs, like in Emoji Land, I like the songs in this one. And for our fourth and final one, this is just a real quick one to add in. So it's a jukebox musical of a movie from the 90s, which I think you enjoy um, Cruel Intentions. I love Cruel Intentions. Yeah. So all the songs from this are just songs from the 90s, and they just plop them and play. And some that are actually in the movie are also ones they sing as well. So first performed in 2015 and then was off-Broadway in 2017. So, Amber, do you want to tell the listeners what Cruel Intentions is about? Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it, but thank you for the floor, Cassie. Uh, Cruel Intentions is about a a rich step-siblings. I guess they're the antagonists of the movie and the stepsister goes to stepbrother, uh, makes a bet with him to get with this new awkward girl that comes in, who's like um, very, very, uh, she's very vocal with her abstinence and this and that. She's from a very, I think, well-off religious household, who is Reese Witherspoon, and the stepsister is Sarah Jessica, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and the uh, stepbrother is. Um, Ryan? No. Yeah, Ryan Philippi? Philippi? I don't know yeah, how to say yeah. his last um, name. So he runs along with this bet. Uh, Reese Witherspoon ends up sleeping with him and they actually fall in love 
and then he has an image to uphold of being a fuckboy or, a, you know, essentially. Um, and essentially the reason his stepsister made this bet with him because she said, you can fuck me if you play out this bet. Anyway, by the end of it, he doesn't want to fuck his sister. And, um, in fact, he breaks – I don't know if I'm explaining it right. He breaks uh, Reese Witherspoon's heart and then also saves her life and dies. He sacrifices himself to save her because she's going to get hit by a car and he throws her out of the way and gets hit and dies. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I explained it right. Yeah, Good well, I've, like, I rewatched it today <laughs> as well. Uh, is, is that what happened? Have yeah, I that's what happened. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like wrote up like a little synopsis. I just completely ignored like Selma Blair's character. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not really important. That's just to show right. you how much of a dick Sarah Michelle Geller is <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Phillippe though, because he fucks her as well. And he's just like, you know. It hit, yeah, Doesn't that bit's so yeah. funny. Like pushes her off the bed <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> I actually like, might watch that after this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when you watch it, maybe you should listen to the um, cast album while you do it. We've got like Genie in a Bottle, which is what Sarah Michelle Geller, what's it, Catherine, Catherine's her character's name, is singing mm. to be like, oh, if you want to bang me, I'm a genie in a bottle. You go rub me the right way. And the classic scene where um, Catherine is kissing Selma Blair's character, she goes, what, you've never kissed your friends before? You, of course, have to have the classic 90s song, Kiss Me. <laughs> Dawson's Creek, uh, the yes. Cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got No Scrubs, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Torn, Foolish Games, Losing My Religion, and then it ends with Bittersweet Symphony, which is the same thing that happens in the movie. So would that be yeah. a musical you're interested in seeing? You know the songs, you know the stories. You saved the best for last, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I, I could see myself getting around that purely because I do love the storyline. That's a very classic nineties movie we grew up with. So I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Plus I like those songs. If you say there's some no doubt in there, I'm sold. There is no doubt just a girl. Ah, okay, I'm gonna see it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. We've got like a successful uh, cruel Intentions, maybe kind of Clinton if you've got nothing better to go on and you don't have to spend too much money. Um, <laughs> Triassic Park, free ticket, would you see it? Free ticket and nothing better to do. Okay, so you'd have to be <laughs> like free a, and the ticket. A, a post-lockdown catch-up, that could fit into that because I'm just dying to get out of the house. Okay. But maybe hesitant otherwise. What about Emoji Land? Where does that sit with you? Nah. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I went from like, it just got better as we went down. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't intentional. Uh, well, Cruel Intentions was. I'm like, oh, I know this will be one that Amber likes anyway. Um <laughs> But, yeah, all right, kind of successful, kind of not, uh, yeah, had fun, right? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's all, um, it's always fun and games. <laughs> all right, thanks, Amber. Thanks, Cassie. Bye.